Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to the Football Rambles Guide 2, your oracle on all things to do with the modern game. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Brassel. Football really only has two seasons. The football season, where the football is played, and silly season, where the transfers happen. Manchester City, in the last 30 seconds, have announced the signing of Calvin Phillips from Leeds on a six-year... The, the latest player, the third player potentially through the door, Lissandro Martinez from Ajax. Close to £50 million for Gabriel Jesus, £35 million Fabio Vieira, and they're going for Rafinha. There was a time when transfer stories played out exclusively on the radio and the back pages, but those days are no more. Now it's brought to us by club leaks, celebrity agents, players liking Instagram posts, fans tracking planes, ITKs, and people who just make stuff up or copy what David Ornstein and Fabrizio Romano say. Paolo Dybala joining Roma, huge signing on a free transfer. Some hate it, we kind of love it. Who can forget the seismic shock of Rabinho signing for Manchester City? David Beckham joining the Galacticos? Or Arsenal signing Kim Kallstrom when he had a broken back? He arrived here and fell on his back two days before. It's the time of the year where we can't help but fiend for gossip about our club's potential new additions because football is like a massive soap opera and we all want to meet the new cast members. So sit back and relax because we have a done deal for you. The Football Rambles Guide to Modern Transfers.
Hello, everybody. Hello. We should say that this Hello. one was suggested to us by Patreon listener Metin Chelik. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, before we get into it, uh, gentlemen, uh, Jim, what are your memories of transfers when you were growing up as a young boy? Um, generally, the, you don't believe it's done until your player is on, until your player is pictured holding the shirt, mm. preferably with the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 was the confirmation back then, wasn't it? It still feels a little bit like that. Actually, you need to see, you need that photo mm-hmm. to feel truly comfortable that it's happened, even if the reports are everywhere, yeah. even if you've you've somehow got a co- signed copy of the contract yourself. It's like, <laughs> I'm not believing this until I see that photo. And now you have the fake photo, so it's even harder to know. I yeah, I thought you were going to say keep-ups uh, on the pitch. Yeah. You know, Brian Robson, Middlesbrough shirt. Uh, no, what was he? Was he wearing a suit top and shorts? Or, or what? He was, yeah, because he signed as player manager, didn't he? And yeah, he was so wearing he was, a suit on the yes. top, shorts and socks on the bottom. Yes, that's, uh, that, like that's one of my reader. memories. Andy, what about you? For, for what it's worth, Jim, a shirt is... Not always confirmation that it's happened because, of course, Paul Ince, when he signed for Manchester United, before he signed for Manchester United from West Ham, he got in a lot of trouble for posing in a Manchester United shirt when he was still a West Ham player. Like so his name is happen. still mud there, isn't it, for that reason? And it's, it's such a <laughs> such an innocuous thing. Was he ahead of his time, Andy? Was he ahead of his time? Because we now, players do odd things with trying to get moves through. I think I think so. I, I mean, mm. you know, there's nothing football fans like to hear more, Jim, than just get over it. Even though it was, <laughs> even though it was 32 years ago or, or, or whatever it was. Uh, well, transfer windows, everybody, uh, is, is, is very au fait with them, of course. Now, that is just a part of the of the footballing calendar, the, the, the January transfer window and the, and the summer transfer window. But they were only introduced in the early noughties, 2002, yeah. 2003. Which is mad because my brain has done a retrospective job on that where yeah. all of the, the transfers I remember happened in the summer. I'm sure most of them did happen in the summer because mm. it makes the most sense. But they did, players did just pop up so, suddenly for other clubs. Mm. Well, oh. and, the tra- and, the, and the transfer window, it would be a few years later when that really mm. suddenly uh, went a bit mad. But prior to 0203, the laws in the Premier League or the English First Division, as it was before that, uh, of course, were that players could be traded throughout the season up until the 31st of March, which, again, people used to think there was there was no restrictions. It was yeah. like the Wild West, you could do what you want. But there was that little one, because beyond that, it felt that allowing transfers uh, past 31st of March could undermine <laughs> the integrity of competitions. Um, uh, you know, so if you were going for the league or you're in the FA Cup final, something like that, you can't just sign somebody and... Uh, and, and hope that... Just top uh, yourself up, essentially. Indeed, yes, of course. Um, the Bosman ruling was starting uh, to become more effective after being established in 1995 when f- players could leave on a free transfer once their contract had finished. So, so again, that that is another ingredient in mm. what went to, to making transfers or modern transfers, as, as, as we're calling them now. And actually, Jean-Marc Bosman, the player who, you know, is is, is named in, in, in that... that um, ruling. That ruling, that's mm. the one. I mean, he... Um, it really was difficult for him. He had a really, really rough time trying to get that enforced. And yep. it's it's something that's kind of more important than ever, isn't it? Mm. The idea that a club could demand a fee when you didn't have a contract with them was absurd. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. But that, but that ruling has shaped modern Massively so. And we're seeing, yeah. you know, as we get bigger contracts and bigger mm-hmm. transfer fees, we're seeing players run down their contracts a lot more. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the three foreigner rule uh, in European competitions was scrapped. Now, obviously, that's not uh, a transfer ruling. Uh, per se, but that had an impact. So all oh, these yeah. reasons began to change the you way. You forget about that. So you well, forget totally. how football is a lot more open than it's than it's ever been in the past. Well, I remember watching Manchester United in in the I think it was the Champions League by then, not the European Cup. Peter Schmeichel sat on the bench. Yeah, 
Because because they've chosen Cantona, Kanchelskis and I don't know, maybe Dennis Irwin or something like that. You know, it is it's crazy. But yes, so 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 that changed. So all these reasons began to change the way transfers were conducted and also ramp up fan interest even more. Um, but you know, and now we know as a journalist, Fabrizio Romano already mentioned. You know, he, he's now a sort of a, a, a transfer celebrity guy. I mean, he said, "I prefer the transfer window to the actual football matches." Of course, I love the games, but there's an excitement about working on the market and how things can change so quickly. Yeah, and and transfers do capture the imagination perhaps more than they've ever done. One could argue. Well, it's gossip, right? And as human beings, we are wired to sort of enjoy gossip and to to just you know be be drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, as you said in the intro, Marcus, it is football is often like a big soap opera, and well. I'm feeling that about the new players coming in, especially mm. particularly actually the ones I've never seen before, like like Marquinhos, who the, the young Brazilian that Arsenal have signed. It's like oh, mm-hmm. new toy, and exactly. It's like a new toy in in <laughs> like your favorite um, in, in your favorite form of entertainment. Mm. It's great. Well, I think yeah. it's about more than this, really. I, I, I know you said about gossip, and I think that's totally right, Jim. But on the other hand, I think it's also about hope, which kind of keeps mm. us going as football supporters because people are really snooty about fans being obsessed with with transfers and I, I don't I don't think personally that most fans are more interested in transfers than the matches I, I think that's a bit of a cliche but no. the idea that when probably 95% of us our teams never win anything and to have that moment of excitement where there is a possibility that the next season might be different, whether it's um, the, the player that pushes you over the top to win that trophy or to get promoted or to keep you away from the bottom or just to get a couple of extra wins that you might quite mm, enjoy that yeah. might give you two nicer days during the season. I think that's super important. The thing that always sticks in my mind, actually, Jim, I don't know how you remember this, but when um, Meza Ozil signed for Arsenal. Oh, that really? that was one because the, the the fact is when you saw people celebrating that on deadline day, I mean in London, a place where people would sooner walk over hot coals than look a, make eye contact with a stranger. The fact that after <laughs> that there were Arsenal fans out doing the oops upside your head dance in the middle of the street at midnight yeah. <laughs> and just hugging each other in the I middle mean, of the road. That's crazy, isn't it? And that yeah. is the sort of explosion of spontaneous joy that never yeah. happens in London. And it's, it was beautiful. It was yeah. absolutely yeah. beautiful. It took, it took the signing of Mesut Ozil and, the, and, the, and hosting the Olympic Games to bring a bit of uh, cheer. <laughs> yeah. and, and you a know bit what, of, Marcus? Uh, and both things were equally successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, you know what? If it cost Arsenal 50 million quid and a couple of millstone yeah. contracts, I think it's for the greater good. That's <laughs> right. But, but but I think transfers back in the day, you would get a player who you you genuinely didn't know that. Well, you knew a bit about that, that player, but you hadn't seen them that much. I mean, you remember Dennis Burkamp signed for yeah. Arsenal. You know, that, that was huge. That was mm. um, such an enormous signing. Now, I don't know whether this is apocryphal or not, but didn't Ian Wright see him once? Uh, like out and about or something. Filling Basically, up his car. Didn't... Filling was up his picking, car. That's right, yeah. He was, he was picking up the car. He was at the petrol station okay. filling up in the pump next to him. Yeah, so is that, so is that true, Andy? No, is that... Ian, Ian Wright actually told me that. It is true, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he might have told me the same as well. He told me something different on the... No, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so he, and, and then he that's when he knew that they'd signed Dennis Burkamp. 
Yeah. And of course, a different type of striker to Ian Wright. So he knew they weren't mm. going to be... Uh, so, and we, I, it, that was where it all came from, wasn't but it? But he it, went it back to his car and just was like, yes! Now it's Twitter. Back yeah. then, it was all done on petrol garage forecourts. That's, yes. that's where all the rumours came from. That's very true. You'd have dedicated sets of fans just hanging about at service stations just to deliver <laughs> the latest transfer news. Um, and it, it's, it has caused a bit of controversy, the, the transfer. I mean, even old Svenigans mm. said, uh, you do wonder at times if it is right to have a window. It was easier when it was open all the time. And and Sven has escaped many times through a window, let me tell you. But perhaps fairer for the players. Uh, I am sure much of the business being done on the last day is a little bit desperate, and that is not right. I think it was better before. But then I am old. Yeah. <laughs> I think as well, from from his point of view, it probably was easier, right? From a managerial perspective, yeah. if you, you can fix the problems in your squad on, on the on the fly. But it it just gives an advantage to the wealthier club, surely. Well, this, this way seems far fairer to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I think in terms of the players knowing where they stand. I think if there is like a restricted area where everyone can can work out where it's going to happen, of course that makes that makes better sense. Because I think that's the thing we never really appreciate. Like when players move at a moment's notice, you know, families, schools, all that other yeah. sort of stuff. I actually remember being on holiday with my family in Seville. This was I've talked about this before. This 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 was probably about like ten years ago now, mm-hmm. and I remember like going you talking to, to Monchi. You know what you should do, mate. <laughs> there, there was there was um, a striker who just signed for Sevilla in the afternoon called um, Baba, and I, I went to see his presentation because I was in town. And then me and my family were out having dinner that night, and he was sat on the opposite table to us, and he couldn't speak any Spanish. He couldn't read the menu. He was trying to put a SIM card into a phone so he could phone home. And I, I went over and spoke to him. And um, he said, yeah, the, the club just uh, yeah, left me to it, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, it. Uh, and so and so, um, I, I helped him read the menu and stuff, and he, he seemed quite grateful. <laughs> and you've been friends ever since, haven't you? <laughs> and you've been taking 15% ever since as well. But, I, but that is interesting. You? <laughs> well, I think, I think transfers, I think, I think we know a little bit more about transfers. Mm. You know, in modern times, obviously, um, social media plays a big part with breaking transfers and so on and so forth. Do, I mean, do you think that it's changed the way the, op- the, the window operates? Because, I mean, sometimes the official media, we know before them, because obviously they have to wait for the details. Do you think that, because I think it has changed a bit. I think before it was yeah, who's totally. who's there with the breaking news, who's there with the breaking yeah. news, or, or what we perceive to be the breaking news. And if you get it wrong, oh, that was, it. oh, well, where's he gone? Whereas now I think maybe the likes of Sky Sports News going, no, no, we have to wait because otherwise we just look bloody yeah. stupid. Well, because te- television can play a part in this too, right? Yeah. Yeah, television can't move at, at the same speed as social media. It's just not possible. That's completely yeah. uh, changed the game, certainly in, in, in terms of Twitter and to a, a lesser extent Instagram, I, I would suggest. I think the interesting thing about the speed with which deals move within the game is is, is worth looking at as well because mm. so much business now is, is done on WhatsApp between players, um, agents, um, clubs, mm-hmm. all of that. They move from course, a fax machine, Andy. Exactly, exactly. When you think that was a huge thing about mm. the David De, David De Gea move to uh, Real Madrid collapsing, which seems like it was in recent memory. I know it was a while yeah. ago now, but it does feel, mm. feel like it was in, in recent memory. Obviously, that's now been replaced by the, the transfer matching system. So we've been like, dragged into the 21st century. But in terms <laughs> of the actual nuts and bolts of yeah. a deal getting put together and that news spreading between journalists, WhatsApp has been 
an absolute game changer mm. on mm. all levels with with within the game and then obviously it, it, little bits of it leak out on twitter yeah just waiting on the confirmation gif <laughs> do, do you what do you think of when an instagram post is liked by a footballer jim do you get your cheapies if it's something that maybe tickles your fancy yeah i always wonder about that because it's now become a thing isn't it yeah. players that do that must know the sort of message they're sending and it might even be agents i think but they all, the, almost but I, I think don't the, control their account well there's, there's that too but i think that the modern agents understand this a, a lot more than we perhaps give them credit for so mm. sto- i think stories are leaked um and it's you know I, I think a lot of like transfer tussles and um you know like bidding <laughs> wars i think not all the parties that are listed as interested parties are always interested parties. It's just about driving those prices up. And the guys behind all this stuff, you know, the the, the agents mm. and and, and the, the transfer gurus, they're clever people. Oh, yeah. They they see they see the lay of the landscape and they and they they play it accordingly. And mm. I, I do think that that Twitter and 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 social media in general are now a part of that. And a lot of the stuff we see is you know smokescreens really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that. Uh, Football is not immune to fake news, is no, it? No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, like I think the James Madison to Arsenal thing last last season was a good example of that. I don't think there was really ever much chance of that happening. Mm. But the impression I got was that uh, perhaps Madison's people had put that idea out there mm. to see maybe maybe that was a move he fancied. Mm-hmm. So he thought, okay, well, let's see how the response is to that. Maybe it was put out p- purely because it was a move that was unlikely to happen. Uh-huh. But let's see if that makes anyone else bite. I think. All this—it's all brinkmanship, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's—it's it, it's true. I mean, and and then the question is, well, can people on Twitter and influence and so can they start to influence the transfers? Because if you've got enough of a following, or or somebody has, then they can go, oh, Madison to Arsenal, and suddenly you know Madison's agent might pick that yeah, up. If everyone's like, oh, I like the sound of that. It might, you know, might inspire a little bit yeah it's almost like trying to sort of wave a government policy in front yeah. of the public you know okay, yeah. well, maybe we will go for that then. but we, we do also see you know there's this kind of phenomenon at the moment where people have kind of like are kind of looking back to the days where transfers just happened out of nowhere mm. just purely because there was less media about Lisandro Martinez is a good example of this a lot mm. of people are suddenly like oh yeah he's brilliant we have to sign him or it's been a failed window but like a month ago no one was talking about him yeah. like th- there's so, so much stuff that goes on that no one knows about and then everyone immediately pretends that they've, they've you know, been scouting him themselves for three years and yeah. it's, it, that, that's why you've got to turn to Andy Brassel when you yeah. say what, what, what's Raul <laughs> Polina like tell me Andy what, what, what's going on I, th- I think the interesting thing certainly when social media was starting to explode in, in, in terms of transfers mm. is the, the sense that it was out of club's control to yes. an extent all of a sudden. Yeah. Now, we saw that extraordinary situation with the, the fondly remembered Duncan Jenkins. Of course, he had a piece oh. in the ramble, didn't he? Perspiring did. journalists. Duncan we, we should Je- say Jenkins. Duncan, Je- Duncan Jenkins, it was a piss-take Twitter account. Yeah, Some will remember So this. ahead of its time, Oh, really. my goodness, yes. yeah. He often would start tweets with, hey, mate, yeah. and uh, bring his head above the parrot pit yeah. and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> he himself a perspiring journalist. <laughs> But for those who don't remember or are unaware, trust us, it was a good one. And for those who do remember, you know what we're going on about. But Andy, f- continue, sorry. Yeah, and of, of course, he uh, he was on the the Ramble website. He did a blog for the Ramble website back he in the did, day, he did, did, did a bloody didn't good he? Blog. Um, but it, it was a fascinating story. One of the most bizarre transfer stories I, I think I've ever known. Um, the one where um, he started putting a few things on about transfers as well as these little jokey mm-hmm. things um and liverpool or s- certainly a few employees at liverpool were worried that 
he had an inside source and they wanted to get to the heart of it. You know, they were mm. saying it had pushed up the price for, for Fabio Borini when they, they, they signed him. So their director of communications at the time, Jen Chang, met uh, Sean Cummings, who was the man behind Duncan Jenkins. Mm. Um, and Cummings claimed that Jen Chang had, had threatened him. Uh, uh, threatened to post his address out there mm. and uh, threatened to have uh, Liverpool fans put dog shit through his letterbox and Nora. All, all, all that sort of stuff. And um, so he broke character, uh, Sean Cummings, and, and spoke about what had happened. Now, Jen Chang denied this, but mm. Liverpool made a full apology to Sean Cummings and Jen Chang left his post shortly afterwards, which That's is mad. extraordinary. Bold that, strategy. But this is one of the biggest clubs in the land. Yeah. And they've been given the runaround by a guy who's doing a piss take fake Twitter account, you know. I mean, it does, to sh- it shows you though that how much the social media influence has reached football mm. in, in ridiculous ways. I mean, we now have. Um, uh, you know what, what? What ITK, which of course stands for in the know, refers to media accounts claiming to have inside information. Um, and you know, do we trust them? I mean, Keith Wyness was a chief executive at Aston Villa and remembers a particular ITK Twitter account that was causing the, the, the Aston Villa club, uh, Aston Villa football club, a lot of problems in in the transfer market. And he said, nine times out of ten, social media rumours would be rubbish, but this one account was too good and too accurate and was actually telegraphing our moves into the market and that was very dangerous so they set up a professional group as he described them mercenaries like the yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> um sylvester stallone and the boys maybe uh to try and find out who was behind the twitter feed and they were putting out stuff which was too close to the truth we didn't find out where it was coming from but the fact we announced the search was was happening internally was enough to stop it so it was obviously an internal leak but people love it and there's something about the the, the it's almost a status that comes with that isn't there mm. with knowing all these transfers. I mean, mentioned Fabrizio Romano. He's one of the most trusted voices, perhaps, you know. Yeah. And as he said, he absolutely loves it. We know him because he is one of the authorities now on on, on transfers. But I mean, you might remember uh, uh, chaps, uh, Andy Burnham uh, was his name, or not the, the, the politician. Burton. Uh, Burton, sorry, yes, no, no the, the mayor of Manchester, I believe, is doing a fine uh, job. Um, but uh, yeah, Andy Burton, when he was like, he touted himself as like Mr. Transfer Deal, yeah. didn't he? And he would be on Sky Sports News with like three different mobiles all going off, and he, yes. and and people loved. Suddenly, they felt they were a part of football. Mm-hmm. But of course, as we say, that's now taken off the television and onto social media. So it is quite interesting uh, with all this kind of false information that's going around. You've got to wade through it all and. And, and, and so on and so forth. I mean, an agent spoke to The Athletic uh, who advised caution when seeing a player who has been repeatedly linked to a club. And he said, if you follow the patterns, this may be spread by someone who was closeness to the player or the management. Sometimes clubs are also putting names into the media with people they know, which is mm. what you were saying that could have happened with with James Madison, you know. But absolutely. agents have always agents have always done this. They have. They? With I, social I mean, media, I, I, they've got more of a, a reach, though. Yeah, it, it gets there quicker. It's that simple. I, I mean, I, I've lost count. The amount of times that I've spoken to an agent on the phone and they've said, I'll play X, uh, club X is interested in my player and mm. this club and this club. Write about it if you want. And, you know, any time you want a comment from me, just give mm. me a call. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, it's sort of... Makes you think, what makes you think I'm not going to smell a rat here?
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. So we, we, we've talked about the kind of spread of false information and so on, which has obviously been massively amped up because of social media and so on. But something that has been uh, a, a hugely uh, bloated and uh, and gone to extreme levels as well in the game is the increased spending yeah. with clubs. I mean, I mean, due to increased revenues, billionaire takeovers, uh, transfer fees aren't what they used to be. That is a very modern thing. I mean, cast your minds back to when there was a time uh, any transfer over a million pounds was a fairly big move. If your club signed someone for 1.5 million, you know, that wasn't... Yeah. Now, I know you can sound like an old man and think, well, no, that's because that was 30 years ago. But here's a little example for you. Blackburn Rovers bought Alan Shearer for an English transfer record of 3.6 million in 1992. By 1996, he'd been bought by Old Keggy for 15 million, which was a world record transfer fee. And that is roughly 30 million pounds in today's money. That doesn't really get you left back now, does no. it? No. Not in, Neymar's not in move to PSG. Premier League. Yeah, Neymar's move to PSG was 222 million euros, which I mean nowadays sad is about 222 million euros, but, <laughs> but it was, let's say about 198 million pounds, or you know roughly the figure was around then. You know that's how much it's in, increased. Yeah. Like the the ratio or, or the the, the um, mm. inflation is just it is. No one thought it was going to go that quickly. And well, that, that, that transfer is a benchmark, isn't it? Because mm. what happened was that PSG met the buyout clause in Neymar's. 
contracts. Yes. It was one of those clauses that was there because the figure was so stupid, no one would ever try and match it. And then PSG really threw their weight around yeah. and showed that they could. And I think it's it's just inflated everything. It's shown what's possible, isn't it? Yeah, well, Andy, the, the inflated market value with elite clubs throwing around cash means that, that transfer fees don't really mean what they used to because... Again, back in the day, if you were buying a player for five, ten, fifteen million pounds, especially if, uh, from abroad, you maybe not know a huge amount of him, you would think, "Oh my goodness, we've got a player here." But it would tend to be players that you did know stuff about. You think, "Oh, there's the guy who scored five goals for Argentina at the World Cup or something like that." Yeah. Now, as Jim says, it can be forty million pounds, and you go, "Who is he? Oh, he's a bit of a prospect, and he's he's done pretty well for RB Leipzig this year or last season." Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, the the transfer market now is essentially like China, isn't it? There, 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 <laughs> yeah. There'll be cities of 10 million people that you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's something that that sense that, that what Jim was touching on before about you feel like I think a lot of fans feel they have to have heard of everyone. Mm. I, I think that because there's so much information out there and the pace with which it's, it's spurted out. There was this brilliant thing done at Chelsea, I think it was probably about five or six years ago, where someone um, went out, a, a sort of fake reporter, went up to fans out, outside um, Stamford Bridge and said, oh, what do you think of oh, such yeah. and such player signing yeah, yeah. for Chelsea? And it was a player that, whose name they'd just invented. Yeah. And you had the fans, like probably like seven out of, or eight out of ten fans going, oh yeah, well I, I've I've seen a lot of him. I think he's exactly what we need. I think he's going to uh, stiff our midfield and all the rest of it. It's just a name that. they'd plucked out yeah. of. Do you think Paul Television Speaker is going to score a lot of goals for us this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but that's right because again, nobody wants to look stupid, do they? There's so much information mm-hmm. there, or perceived information. It's but quite every... male, I think, as well, isn't it? Yeah, there's definitely that. that. You simply little... don't know something. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, just 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 crazy. But obviously, the huge wealthy clubs. And these, this idea of the elite club is is more evident than than it's ever been. Again, back in the day, you had big clubs, but money has always talked. Yeah. But it, you know, I mean, it, it belts it out from it's the town crier now. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the equivalent. It feels like it's a bubble, doesn't it? Yeah. That we'll have to burst at some point. Oh, and but yet you it say keeps, that. It, well, it keeps not doing it. That's, I, 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 yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. The, that is the thing. I mean, you know, I, I don't know where where we go from here. I mean, it's it, it, some of the stories have got more mad over the years. But, I mean, to go back a little bit into 2005, do you remember when John Obi Mikel was announced as a Manchester United player? Yes. Now, that seems crazy. Uh, he agreed a deal to sign, uh, in, in you know, around that time. And then Chelsea kind of issued a counterclaim suggesting that he had an agreement with them and his agents. Um and then he went missing during a cup game. When I say that, I don't think he was hiding behind the goalpost or anything. Yeah. You know? um, Just didn't fancy it. He, yeah, he wasn't selected for the match. And then uh, he was watching from the stands whilst, you know, he, 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 it was believed he was left with one of his agents and blah, 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 blah. This a police inquiry ensued that he'd maybe been kidnapped. Um, and then Carlos Quiros accused Chelsea of... of allegedly kidnapping him because his, that transfer was, was kind of hijacked. I mean, a mad story. It, it, it emerged that he travelled to London with his agent and then um, he stated on Sky Sports that he'd been pressured into signing with Manchester United mm. without his agent being being present. And then like, Chelsea, Manchester United and and and, uh, and Lynn, the club, re- re- agreed a settlement of around £12 million. So Manchester United got £12 million quid for signing nobody. I wonder if this is the future, um, purely because... 
things like escape games have never been so popular. I wonder if there's, the future of transfers <laughs> will involve a rule where if you can mm. intercept a player in a heist yes. after they've signed for another club, they just become your player. Maybe. Imagine the, imagine the teams of professionals clubs would have to bring in. It'd be incredible. And, oh, it, and, that has kind and of is Harry happens. Redknapp presenting it in a Crystal Maze style? <laughs> Absolutely he is. Get to my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that has kind of happened in the past, that sort of hijacking. I do mm. like the sort of hijacking, though, where, where the players take control. I mean, there was a, a brilliant story a, a couple of years ago in France where uh, Majid Waris arrived um, at Rennes Airport and... Ren thought it was to sign for them. And you know, you have the, the, the they'd agreed a deal, so mm. that, that they weren't unreasonable That's a fair, to think a fair that. assumption. I think it is. And you know, you have the little cardboard with mm. the, the name of yeah. the person arriving to take them yeah. away in the car. So the Ren delegation are waiting. They've got the little card out. He walks straight past them mm. and to a delegation that belongs to, to Lorient. And then off he, off he goes with them. And, no. and, and and signs for them, and presumably Ren <laughs> had paid for his flight ticket as well. So I mean, it it's could an have at absolute least absolute piss take. Is what it, it could is. have at mm. least like bought them like a duty free Toblerone to say thanks yeah. or something. <laughs> you know. But the funny thing is though that these stories, because again, so much information out there and, and football moves so quickly, the idea of of those fans holding a grudge maybe against this player probably we won't see. The, you know, West Ham fans and Paul Ince's situations anymore, which maybe is a good thing, Jim. Mm. But it, it just can't, oh, there's another one who's mugged us off or whatever. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, although I'm pretty sure Man United fans don't have much time for Carlos Tevez, though. No. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but talking of those kind of forcing moves and doing odd things, do you remember last year Antwerp forward Didier Lamkilze was uh, trying to force a move to Panathinaikos? And in an attempt to do this, he turned up uh, to training wearing the shirt of their their rivals, Anderlecht. <laughs> and as a result, the Antwerp security uh, kicked him out of the training facilities. Now, that was particularly idiotic. I'm not even going to yeah. say bold. It's just bloody idiotic. It's just stupid, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he, he also tried to phone in sick to training at the time. He said, it's simple. I want to go to Greece. I've given my personal agreement. Don't play with my career. Did he get his move, though? I mean, if it worked, it worked. Right? Well, what about William Gallas threatening to score own goals if Chelsea didn't let him He win? always maintained that that never happened, though. He always maintained he never said that. Yeah. and I, yeah, I, I mean, there's something very bold and public about what Didier Lamkelze did. Yeah, but, but I mean, who's still on, on Antwerp's books, level. by the way, we should yeah. say. Jim, you just, he didn't get his, oh, didn't get his move. No, he's been loaned out three times since then. <laughs> <laughs> because who's going to take a player who does that? Yeah, of course. This is, the, this is the problem with modern transfers. When the agents and whoever are in their ear going, yeah, do an interview, do that thing, do that. Look at Lukaku at Chelsea. Now, okay, he got back to Inter, but he pissed well, he's off. He's got to stay there now, well, isn't he? Well, yeah, he does, but he, <laughs> he annoyed the Inter fan. You know, he's trying to appease them and then they're, they're still angry and then he's pissed off the Chelsea fans. I don't, maybe, I, maybe he's just the people pleaser and it's all gone horribly wrong. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I can't blame for everyone at once. I mean, what is the future of this? Is it just a pitch invade in the team's kit and just hope to blend <laughs> in and, oh, we're playing with 12 men, oh, don't worry. That, that is that how you announce the signing? I, I guess how it works is every top player becomes like Carl Power and basically you turn up for the second half wearing whatever shirt you want to wear up and see what happens. Andy, maybe that is power to the power, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I think we should leave it there, gentlemen, because we could talk about strange transfers, all the rest of it, but perhaps another time. Um, but I will just say that, uh, again, Alan Shearer, 30 million in today's money. Andy Carroll signed by Liverpool for 33 million. Wow. There we are. 
Thank you very much for listening to the Football Rambles Guide 2. We'll be back with plenty more of these throughout the summer and we want you to tell us what you'd like us to chat about. Remember, if you want considered, well-researched and thoughtful analysis about all corners of our beautiful game, we are surely the only place you should come to. Let us know. Email us, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble with your suggestions. Thank you very much, everybody. See you next time. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.